What is up, everybody? It is 4 o'clock Eastern on Tuesday, which means it's time for Monster Maverick Show. And I'm your host, Neil McSpadden, and this is episode something or other. I don't know. <laughs> I've had to start numbering episodes because I've been uploading to Anchor FM for, you know, the podcast listeners. I'm a big podcast listener myself, and something exciting happened this past week is that uh, I got uh, the Monster Maverick Show was accepted by Google Podcasts. So that's, you know, one of the, them and Apple are the two big, um, the two big platforms. So you can go to various links to find, uh, to find the show. I'm just going to drop them here just because I can. Uh, so there's the Anchor FM one. Uh, here's the Google one. And then the other one, I guess that's really popular, is Spotify. So what happens is I record this show. I have, you know, for the Australians, thank you. <laughs> nice spam. That's right. Got to do your promo work. That's important. That's how we grow MSP waves. Uh, so, <laughs> the, uh, so I record the show. I upload uh, the video to YouTube. And then I publish the audio to Anchor FM, which then distributes to these different platforms. Still waiting on Apple Podcasts to uh, to greenlight the show, but um, <laughs> we're doing we're doing good so far. We've got six platforms. Uh, the other ones are Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public. So um, and you know, obviously, I'm just uploading and, and doing no promotion. And uh, but still, we've got um, you know over the past week, we've got 20 new listens and some people in Ireland, some people in the U.S. So it's 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 exciting, you know, that stuff is happening. But, uh, yeah, me and Joe Rogan, right? <laughs> I hear Joe Rogan's moving to Texas to save on taxes, you know. $100 million paychecks will do that. Uh, I was talking to a guy earlier today about um, how he left California for tax purposes. So, yeah, that's, that's, uh, that is new and fun I information. And hopefully, you know, people will continue to find the podcast uh, through all those different platforms. And then they can, you know, get into the game. Because that's, I mean, I like to talk to the people who are already in the game. Obviously, those are, those are, you, you all are my people. But uh, on top of that, I, you know, I want to bring in new people. And uh, if you're listening in Discord, you guys can always check out the video stream. Because I do actually use the video stream. Uh, and you can do it at MSP Ways. You can do it at Vim. You can do it at uh, uh, 3 Speak. And now we have Theta as well. I don't know how any of those work. But uh, <laughs> they do. So you can watch the... Um, watch the uh, camera uh, go in there. In fact, right now I'm going to transition my screen so that you can see my browser because that has been an issue for me in the last couple of weeks. So now uh, I won't have to worry about uh, showing stuff in the chat that's not showing on the stream. So uh, Ron here is pasting the deck USD price from Gerbot, which is always a good thing to look at. We've had a little bump here recently and I'm not sure if that's because of the hive price or uh, if it's actually been bidding up in in hive terms uh, let's check take a look here it's hive engine deck and yeah I noticed uh, I was buying some cards today and uh, I noticed that uh, my my deck was going a little a little further than it used to which is great so yeah it is up a little bit in hive term in hive terms and that might be because of some of the stuff that Agri talked about on his AMA so let's dive into that, I guess. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> so, you know, in case you didn't know, Reseller is part of the team. So, you know, he's uh, <laughs> he's chilling, 
his stuff, which is which is fine. Um, but yeah, I was listening to Agrod's AMA because I wasn't there live. It was a short one, only thirty minutes uh, on Friday. So the highlights that I got was that uh, we had seventeen hundred new players in July so far, which is great, uh, and that's with a reduced ad spend. And brave ads are self-liquidating, which is great. And if you're not in the biz, you don't know your ROAS, that means that, um, you know, the amount spent on the Brave ads brought in more revenue than the Brave ads cost. So, obviously, the people who are... Um, I'm getting there, Gerber. <laughs> the people who are, who are uh, getting hit with those messages on Brave are people who are, you know, crypto-friendly and are willing to buy, you know, Summoner Spellbooks and all that kind of stuff. So that's very promising. Uh, they are working on um, working on the new player tutorials, which, you know, quote-unquote, two to three weeks out. So um, those are, you know, call it four, right? <laughs> but hopefully once, once those are done, the stickiness of new players will increase and we'll have more people, you know, in, in the paid ranks rather than just in the uh, free, uh, free counts. Uh, other stuff that's going on, we're looking at uh, Guild Wars before Christmas uh, th with three new guild buildings. The guild buildings are going to occupy pieces of land. Those are all going to be deck sinks. And the land expansion is going to be uh, on pre-sale, you said, within 20, inside 2020. So um, it's going to be a little bit more definite on those kinds of dates. That's another deck sink. Uh, with all that comes boss fights and... You know, something we've been kicking around in the Discord was having uh, having boss boss fights between leagues. So uh, they said that's uh, that's a possibility that they are considering. Um, and then uh, <laughs> start stacking your deck. That's right. So and then the dice. So the so the way Agra pronounced it was like Asmari or something, but that does not seem to match up with. Um, I guess it does Asmari. Um, that's the name of the new dice, uh, which are the replacements for the orbs. And if you didn't catch the link, I'll drop it again right there. Um, so, you know, Yabba dropped this link um, like an hour ago, <laughs> or 29 minutes ago, um, which, you know, <laughs> I haven't even had a chance to look at it, really. So uh, I skimmed it, but um, basically they are, there are a couple changes in here from what we've heard earlier. Uh, yeah, Lambda, Z, M, Lambda, R, E, yeah, I, I don't know. You know, typefaces and fonts, not my strong suit, but uh, it does look like a Lambda to me. But then, you know, they don't have an R, so, yeah, whatever. Uh, so we're looking at 20 new cards, and six of those are going to be summoners, one for each splinter. Um, so I guess we're getting a dragon summoner in there. So 14 monsters, three new abilities. Uh, like the Essence Orbs, they will be purchase purchasable in the deck, in the shop with deck only, no credits. So make sure to stock up on your deck ahead of time. So uh, that might have an influence on the on the bidding that's been going on today. And uh, also, you know, the uh, additionally, just like with the Untamed Edition booster packs, we plan to release new cards to the set via airdrops to all Asbury dice purchasers each time a certain number of them are sold. This provides incentives to players to get them earlier rather than later. And let's see, the cards will be categorized in the promo edition along with Essence Orbs but we'll have the same combined and deck burn rates as the Untamed Edition cards. Legendary and Alchemy potions will be able to be used to improve the odds for receiving Legendary and Gold Foil in the Asmari dice packs as well. Additionally, guild discounts will apply to the purchase of the dice, 
purchases will not be eligible for affiliate payments because it's deck and not credits. Um, and I guess here's a little lore bit. Uh, one of the most peculiar characters to pass through re the coral, passed recently through the great coral gates of Asmari into the inner sea is Jito Brudo. While new to the Splinterlands, Jito it was a deep sea explorer of great fame in his former home on the other side of the world. He has developed submersible craft that can last longer and swim deeper than any other the world has seen. And he's discovered beneath the waves, a lost treasure trove of monsters and summoners. These forgotten essences have been waiting by a secret mana well at the bottom of the Splintral Sea. The essences are trapped in small cubes engraved with strange and ancient symbols. In his favorite personal submersible, Jito Burudo has taken several dives to the secret mana well and returned with loads of what have become known as Asmari Dice. The monster and summoner essences within the Asmari Dice are ancient and powerful. Jito sells the dice in the air markets of Adenon to buyers from around the Splinterlands. Any worthy mage or wizard can free the monsters and summoners, and all will soon appear on the Mount Mox tournament grounds. The mayhem will truly begin when at last the dice are rolled. Okay, so we're getting dice soon. Uh, part of what Agrid said in his AMA, he's, he's guesstimating early August, which is just around the corner, another week, maybe two. Uh, and he's talking to 300,000. So I was on Agrod's show, uh, Random, Random Mass Radio, on Saturday, and I was kind of giving him a little flack here. because I think 300,000 is too much. And the reason I say that is because the... I, and I, I said this to him, that the more uh, uniqueness there is among decks, then the better it is for interest and, and strategy, I think. Because, you know, if everybody has the same cards, then the meta does not have to evolve. You just kind of figure out whatever's best, and that's kind of it. So, uh, but when you have cards that not everybody can, can have, you know, that are limited, then that adds complexity to that, uh, to that strategy, and I think that's a good thing. So I was thinking, my argument was 300,000 was too small, too many, because, you know, 300,000, five cards, that's, you know, 1.5 million, right? That's a lot of cards. Now, granted, you do need a lot of them to combine to high levels. I get all that. And um, his counterpoint was that he understood what I was saying, but that given the user growth that has been going on, the 300,000, and given the number of cards that are in the set, uh, then it works out on a relative basis to be rarer than the orbs were. And, um, you know, maybe that's true. I, I still feel, it still feels like too much. Also, the, apparently the price is going to be a little bit higher than orbs were. And uh, they're going to be a deck sink. So when you purchase dice with deck, that deck gets destroyed rather than recirculated. And um, and yeah, so that's that's what we got. Guild wars, we got guild buildings. Um, or I guess guild buildings is the thing. We got guild buildings. We got land expansion. We got dice. Uh, so those are three major dark energy crystal sinks coming up in the next. Uh, let's call it six months. So. Um, I think that's that's great because uh, we, you know, given the price action that we've seen, we know that inflation is greater than uh, greater than marginal demand. So price has been falling for quite a while, and we can see that in the deck USD price that's been going down. And uh, yeah, so anything anything that reduces that, I think, is is great. So I'm I'm in favor. Uh, let's see. Another thing that Agro mentioned was, uh, well, actually, let's get back to, so he's saying the collection power first pass is almost done, which is actually the next section in this post here. Uh, so they wanted to provide a quick update. Um, 
so there's going to be three phases. The first phase is just displaying the collection power, uh, and the second phase is going to be, uh, let's see, first phase, blah, blah, blah. Phase will not include any changes to the game at all. Second phase will require players to achieve certain predefined collection power levels before they can attain the next league or league tier in ranked season play. And the third phase will add the new leaderboards and prizes for each league. So, I mean, that sounds reasonable to me. Um, the uh, We'll have to see what they are. Because So I've been looking at my own uh, decks that I you know have distributed. Uh, and basically, you know, my silver leagues are in the 50,000 range. Of, of burn value and the uh, the gold ones actually I don't know if we don't if I have any gold ones um, but the diamond ones are you know several times higher than that and uh, they say here as a result the collection power will be calculated as simply as the sum of the deck burn rate of all the cards that a player owns that are not delegated out or listed for sale in the market and cards delegated to that player. Cards on cooldown will still count towards the player's collection power. So that is interesting. Um, the, the, the delegation thing, uh, even though it's on cooldown, is a little suspect because that immediately that suggests an exploit to me that you could delegate a card to an account, pull it back, delegate to another account, pull it back, delegate to another account, pull it back. So uh, what is not clear, and I guess this will be phase three, or maybe phase two, that, um, you know, it will, you know, they'll have to adjust the, the, the league rewards to account for that kind of activity. So hopefully they have that under control. And um, let's see if I can find any gold accounts in here. So, so my, my diamond accounts are like 700,000, 800,000 dark energy crystals, maybe a million. Uh, and the gold accounts are like 300,000, somewhere in there. So that just gives you a rough idea. And th these decks are, are not, you know, they don't have every single card, but they're definitely competitive in those leagues. So I think we're going to end up with, with levels somewhere around there. Um, so... You know, so and back to the article here, some players have pointed out that this means that a player could simply have a few gold foil legendary cards or a large number of single type of cards in their collection and not much else and still be eligible for higher leagues. This is true and it is intended. So uh, they're explicitly saying that, you know, they're they're eager to support market activity here. Um, like reseller was just saying that, uh, you know, the if, if you need an extra 5,000 Dark Energy Crystal value to get to the next league, you know, you have to make that mental math, or maybe not mental, but you have to do the math and say, well, is it worth buying or renting uh, an extra card or two or three or ten or whatever in order to get to the next level? Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But it, it, it adds a, uh, <laughs> it adds a, another, another source of marginal demand for the, for the various cards. And Gerber said you can just flip endlessly a few gold cards between accounts by delegations and nothing will change. And, you know, so that, that's part of that exploit I was talking about. So if it ends up being that, you know, you reach a certain level during the season play and then you drop down um, and you still maintain that higher league reward, then, yeah, that is definitely going to be the path of least resistance. Uh <laughs> You know, but if you have to maintain that level in order to get the rewards, well, then you're effectively locking up that uh, that burn value in that card for that account. So uh, again, that'll be phase two and phase three. So we'll see how they adapt to that. 
let's see. If a player has a high enough collection power and rating, they will be able to reach higher leagues and earn the associated rewards. However, the league leaderboard system will be designed so that these players are unlikely to be competitive there compared to players who have a more diverse collection. And that's fair. So, you know, if it's if it's just like 10% of players trying to run this exploit, then they're going to lose overall because they will be up against stronger decks. So um, that is... Uh, I, I think that will end up being fairly true. And, you know, they'll release additional information as the other phases get closer, which is fine. Now this, uh, this next section, uh, Disabling Potions for Rewards Cards. So this has already caused some angst. Uh, in the in the chat. So one additional change that will go into effect immediately is that legendary and alchemy potions will no longer be able to be used when opening rewards edition cards from quest and season rewards. We understand that some players may not like this change, but it is necessary for us to maintain a sustainable reward economy card economy as part of a larger redesign of the reward system in the game, which includes adding new rewards for the individual league leaderboards in the near future. So this is a violation of their promise to keep all changes to seven day notices. I don't really understand what difference seven days would have made. Um, so this is a little bit shitty. But um, so e effectively what they've done is if you play for rewards, they have cut your rewards by a third, basically. Um, because, you know, in the chest you're getting potions. Unless you use those potions to buy orbs or, I guess not orbs anymore, buy dice or buy um, untamed packs, then they're going to waste because they're not transferable either. So that's kind of shitty. Um, and, you know, I understand they want to reduce card inflation. Yeah, okay. But uh, there's I don't see any pressing need to uh, violate the seven-day notice. Um, and it says, please note that players will not need to do anything as a result of this change. Legendary and alchemy potions will simply stop being used rewards cards are revealed and no potion changes will be deducted from players' inventories. The potions will be able to be used as normal when opening beta, untamed, essence orb, or the new Asmari dice uh, booster packs. So, yeah. Uh, and like I said, there's already been a lot of chatter about this in the Discord. So, uh, I, I think fundamentally that comes down to the lack of notice, because, you know, they could have just said that seven days ago, if that was the decision. Ah. And then we got team creation updates. We have been working on some tweaks to the team creation screen to allow more fine-grained control for our advanced players. To start, it will update to show a lower-level version of a card if one is available, if the higher-level version is not able to be played in the current rule set. That is a common thing with um, with the Keep Your Distance, which, uh, you know, there's no melees, but the, if you have, like, a gold chicken, it has a melee. If you have a regular chicken with, you know, one BCX, it doesn't have melee, so, you know, there can be some, some things there. That's That's a pretty minor thing. But uh, I guess that's a nice to have. And they're also working on adding an option for players to choose a specific card from their collection if they do not want to use the highest level one shown by default. And that is still in progress, but hopes to be ready in the near future. Okay, great. Uh, tournament currencies. So tournament currencies is interesting because I've the next segment that I'm going to be talking about is my new tournament uh, thing, tournament idea. Uh, so we've also been working on an updated system for allowing external tokens to be used in Splinterlands tournaments for both entry fees and prizes. So the entry fee, um, so when you create a tournament, if, you, if you've never done it, you get to a list of how much you want to charge for the tournament entry. And most, most of the tournaments are just charged Dark Energy Crystals. But there's a list. You can, there's a drop down. You can select whatever 
And uh, right now, to get on that list, you have to message Yabba, and he has to go through whatever he has to go through to get you on that list. So, obviously, messaging Yabba is not a quick process. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I've heard some people waiting, you know, weeks for a response, and uh, that is obviously not a great system. So, if they are updating that system where you can add your own, then that would be super helpful. Um, because, you know, that just makes life easier and not having to wait on people. So uh, this change will allow us to more, much more easily integrate new tokens and token protocols, such as ERC-20, which we believe will open up a lot of potential for new tournament sponsorships. This change will also include support for Hive Engine tokens. So you can charge in LEO, you can charge in SIM, you can charge in STEM, or, you know, you can charge in whatever. To start, we will be removing all tokens except for DEC, from the list of available tokens to use for tournament entry fees and prizes and adding them back in one at a time as we update the associated processes for the external blockchain integrations. Anyone that has a custom token currently listed for use in Splinterlands will need to reach out to Yabba Pimat on Discord to ensure that the token is relisted under the new system. So again, message Yabba, pray for a response. <laughs> and then we have uh, an EOS slash Wombat wallet integration. Uh, last but not least, some of you may have noticed that we have recently started accepting payments in the game in EOS tokens, and that we are also offering an EOS account login option. This is part of a new partnership initiative we have with Wombat Wallet group with that group to help promote the game to their user base and to start tapping into the broader EOS market. We are first testing the integration with the desktop version of the game site, and then we'll be they will also be releasing in the mobile web app in the near future, at which point Splinterlands will be added as a featured app within the Wombat mobile wallet app store, which boasts a large base of crypto users. And that's all to the good. You know, more integrations, more people who can see the game, the better. Because it is all about the users. And Swoop is here, so we are saved. <laughs> uh, so that is the post that was just dropped and uh how that uh that all works so yeah i mean aside from the the lack of seven day notice which is pretty shitty um i think that's all you know fine the disabling of the potions for rewards cards just in general uh again sucks if you are playing for rewards um for rewards and and not planning on buying packs because you're kind of stuck i mean if if you get a, a dice pack or an untamed pack in the rewards and that you're using your potion then okay but i mean the numbers don't work out at all because the uh you're looking at 30 percent potions and one percent pack rewards uh so you know there's there's a giant disconnect there and even though that one percent has five cards and it's five uses and all that kind of stuff especially in the lower levels when sometimes you know the math works out that the um the math works out that you get all potions uh, which, which just sucks if, if you're like in playing in bronze or silver or something like that. So let me turn off my Discord here so that you don't have to be bothered by that. Uh, mute. Disable audio. Okay. Um, yeah, I understand it's five cards. So, you know, but still, and the math does not work. <laughs> uh, it's not an even swap. That is for sure. Um, and, you know, and like I said, in those lower leagues, when you have very small numbers of, of reward chests, then, you know, the, the variability in the rewards are such that, you know, it can work out not in your favor for a very long time. You know, if you're in champion levels and you're getting, you know, 50 or whatever rewards chests a day, then, okay, there's something to be said there because, you know, 
you have the law of large numbers somewhat on your side. But in lower leagues, that's not true at all. So uh, people just have to be aware that they are going to be uh, losing rewards values. Um, and that's just, that's just how it is. And Biz says, though, maybe it will encourage people to participate in some of those social media contests. Okay, yeah. People who give out free packs and all that kind of stuff. But still, it's a cut. <laughs> and any way you look at it, it's a cut. Um, we did get a little bit of art, though, uh, from the uh, f from when I was talking to Agret on Saturday. So here's one. And here's two. And I don't know if these are actually part of the dice or if these are going to be for other upcoming stuff. Agret wasn't exactly clear on that. And then we got a background um, lands kind of image in the AMA. So those are all pretty cool. I, I like the art a lot. I mean, my design skills are terrible. So uh, that is not anything to go by. But, you know, I, I'm a fan. I think they look great. So, um, so yeah, Biz says, well, some sort of cut or adjustment was going to be necessary anyway with the upcoming separate leaderboards and prizes that has to come from somewhere. Yeah, I, I understand that. Um, but, you know, it's, I don't even know if that's true, actually, because, you know, you could just have the leaderboards with the same amounts for just those leagues. I think the math could be done to not change the structure, basically. Uh, obviously, they didn't choose to do that. But it is what it is. Uh, it's uh, the biggest sticking point, I think, is the the, the violation of the seven day promise. Um, and I think some people would prefer the decreased rewards that can be automated through bots and instead reward top players at different leagues. I mean, maybe we'll see if that actually ends up happening. Because uh, you know the guys who run the bots are pretty smart people. And uh, speaking of bots and tournaments and whatnot, uh, I have a new. Uh, what do you call it? A new proposal, a new idea, a new uh, suggestion. And it's this. It is the beatings of NASCAR. <laughs> so I wrote this post uh, yesterday. And a couple of people were asking me about it. So basically the idea is that tournaments have all kinds of problems. Um, and some of those are being addressed. And some of those cannot be addressed just because of the nature of uh, different people's accounts. So one of the issues is that, you know, let's say you're you're in a you're in a beta only or an alpha only tournament, and your your alpha cards are, you know, you've got like half of them, um, and somebody has the full set. Well, the person with the full set obviously has an advantage in that tournament. Uh, same thing with gold cards. Same thing with untamed only, and, and all those kinds of things. So uh, the the composition of a deck obviously confers a great deal of advantage or disadvantage in a tournament. And, you know, for a lot of things, you know, that makes sense, right? So, you know, you want to uh, build the best deck you can, at least for your particular play style, and, um, and then go from there. Compete as well as you can. So that's all fine. But sometimes you want an even playing field. And NASCAR is going to be that even playing field. So what it is, is I'm creating a bunch of accounts and I'm going to stock them with identical decks. And uh, so I've been going through the past day or so, combining cards and everything. And they're going to be, at least for now, they're going to be silver level accounts because it's just way too expensive otherwise. Um, so they're going to be level 5 commons, level 4 rares, level 3 epics, level 2 legendaries. And it's not going to have every single card, but it's going to have a lot of them. 
Um, so it's going to have uh, every beta except for the legendary summoners. It's going to have probably every rewards card. Maybe I might leave a few out. Um, it's going to have most of the promo cards, like the orbs. Um, it probably won't have the Kickstarter uh, promos because very few people use those anyway. And there's just not enough market liquidity. Uh, it's gonna have. I, I'm I'm debating whether or not to add untamed cards to it. I might. I might not. Just depending on how it goes. And, but whatever. It's it's gonna be identical. Everybody's gonna have the same exact deck to compete with. Uh, some of them will have gold cards. Some of them will have regular cards. Just depending on what I have and the market prices at the time. Uh, so like today, I was buying Alric, um, you know, uh, the Water Summoner. And it was interesting that, you know, for a level four summoner, it was cheaper to buy golds than it was to buy regulars by a decent margin. Uh, what's up with my green screen? Yeah, my <laughs> Stormbringer. Yes, I couldn't remember. Uh, my, I couldn't get the lighting, the chroma key to work right, so I just gave up for the moment. And so now you just see my actual green screen, which is still better than seeing all the clutter behind me. Um, but obviously Ron is the only one watching the, the stream there. So... <laughs> Uh, so everybody's going to have the same deck and the tournament is only going to be open to people, uh, to those accounts. So it's either going to be password protected or it's going to be token protected. Uh, a token would be better because then the sales would be easier, but, um, that's what it is for the moment. So, um, you know, I'm going to set up tournaments and there's going to be prizes, you know, let's say 10,000 deck or a hundred thousand deck or whatever it is. And people are going to bid for access, essentially. Um, so, <laughs> so, you know, if the prize is 10, let's just say 100,000 Dark Energy Crystals, and there's eight players, and the reward structure is whatever it's going to be, you know, half to first, and quarter to second, three, four are going to make, you know, 12.5% or something. Um, you know, how much do you think you can... Uh, you can bid for access to that tournament. And that's going to be the entrance fee. So, um, you know, I do want to make it fair. And uh, you can delegate... So Jasic says uh, you can delegate some of your spare cards just to have an advantage in this kind of tournament. And it'll probably be banned after, but you can win anyway just because if this cheating. So obviously, <laughs> that would be... Uh, that would make you persona non grata in, in, the, in the tournament. Uh, you know, but you know, it's it's good to think of exploits uh, so that we can we can counter them. Jackwee, not Jace or Jassic. Uh, I always thought it was Jassic. I don't know. Um, so <laughs> Jacku, Jacques. Uh So yeah, that is the that is the plan. And um, you know, we've got a little bit of interest so far with just this post. I know uh, we got Matt Clark commented on Dave McCoy, Marky ninety nine. Uh, so I think I think it's you know I'm not convinced this will this idea will work, but I think it's a good approximation of a first step anyway. So you know just like in NASCAR, you know the the car races, you know every car theoretically has the same uh, uh, performance characteristics. In, in these tournaments, each uh, each each player will have the same uh, potential performance. And it really comes down to skill of uh, the rule set and skill of reading your opponent as to how, how well you will do. So 
Currently, I'm setting up eight accounts, and <laughs> apparently nobody can spell. Uh, <laughs> his name is J-A-C-E-K-W. Okay, there you go. So uh, I'm hoping that people will find this interesting and, and uh, an alternative playing mode uh, compared to the regular tournaments. So uh, also keeping it at silver level, I think, makes it much more accessible for some of the guys who are, do not have you know, very high value uh, playing decks. And that allows for, uh, you know, because, you know, Silver League is a very different thing than Gold League or, or Diamond League because the, the abilities are different. The, the strengths and the healths and everything are, are different. So, <laughs> uh, so I think that that will be that'll be good uh, for you know at least at least a fun experiment, right? As I'm going through the cards, you know I have most of them already, so I've had to buy just you know a few. Uh, I think I spent what have I spent? Uh, oh, I spent a bunch actually. <laughs> Let's see how much have I spent today. Uh, I spent. Two hundred three thousand. That doesn't look right. Let's see. We spent three hundred eighteen dollars and uh, six hundred fifty five thousand. Uh, six hundred fifty five thousand dark energy crystals so far. But um, I think that's about uh, that's about it. So uh, Gerber's trying to give us. Uh, pronunciation here so let's let's see if this will actually play through my headphones let's do Yatsik. Yatsik. okay that's sort of like Yitzhak so that is that is NASCAR and I've been doing a whole bunch of combining so here's a bunch of little level three epics that I've been doing and uh, those will be delegated to the accounts, and then I'll make them available for entry, basically. So we'll see if it ends up being profitable or not. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic, I guess. Uh, but, you know, I had the cards anyway, for the most part. So it's you know, good to get them doing something. And uh, that'll, that'll be a new thing available for everybody. So that is the NASCAR thing. And... Um, Oh, one other thing I wanted to hit for from Agrod's AMA was he talked about he wants to do four major promotions a year, which obviously they have not been on track for historically. But it's good to it's good to have a goal, I guess. <laughs> okay, so that was all the the jibber jabber that I wanted to do. Um, you know, we, we covered uh, the the last minute post, and we got Agrod stuff. We got NASCAR. Um, you know, so with the collection score coming out, the or the collection power, I guess they're calling it, you know, everything in Hive is power, Hive power, Leo power, and all that kind of stuff. Um, <laughs> so uh, then, you know, there there comes you know a potential a potential market uh, for rentals uh, and delegations that um, you know we were just talking about with in the deck one hundred and one Discord. <coughs> About uh, you know how there might be um, there might become a market available for uh, delegations in order to get over the the uh, league thresholds, and we'll have to kind of see how that evolves. With the score coming out, um, you know the the deck four hundred four system, which is the you know the, the delegated accounts where owners and players 
can split rewards and everything, um, is going to um, is going to you know become available after that's you know pretty well said and done. So you know if if the score is coming out in a couple weeks, then I would have to expect that the league thresholds will come out a few weeks after that. So I would say we're gonna wait until at least the, that phase two to uh, to release deck 404 to the public um, just so that we don't have too much crying with the change in rewards so uh, it'll be interesting to see how the values of, of those accounts um, you know change and you know how the ROIs you know will probably drop and whether the math will still work out or not um, so you know, I've been kind of keeping an eye on my own, uh, my own accounts that are delegated. So right now, of accounts that are out there playing, I have, how much? I have, I used to do these reports all the time. So in Dark Energy Crystal Burn Value, or in Collection Power, I should say, I have 21 million Dark Energy Crystals delegated and playing. So... Of those, you know, I'm making, uh, well, let's see. Let's go to the videotape. Uh, let's go to Hive Engine. Let's go to my wallet. So Dark Energy Crystals, I've made 265,000 so far this season. And what day are we on? Well, we've got two days, uh, two and a half days left. So... 265,000 divided by 13 is 20,000 a day. That's actually better than I thought it was. So if I'm making 20,000 a day on a, on a, hitting the wrong quick keys here, on 20, what did I say? 21 million? So let's see, times 1,000 times 365. So that's about 7.4 million uh, over the course of the year divided by 21 is 35%. And that'll actually go up a little bit because you know the, the daily rewards are less than the season rewards, so that'll give it an extra bump. So maybe we're looking at 40% a year uh, yield on just Dark Injectional Burn Value. So obviously a lot of cards are higher than Burn Value, so the, the market values is not quite that high. But um, you can figure you know half of that uh, something like that. So, you know, 20% yield, 15% yield, something like that in, in U.S. dollar terms. And that's, you know, pretty damn good. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and that's going to be cut. And we'll have to see how that is going to be cut and whether people find it worth it or not to to, to keep delegating or to, to de delegate to a deck 404 kind of system. So, uh, you know... We're, we're just we're just gonna have to see how it shakes out. And uh, Blackheart posted a picture of a Lord of Darkness, uh, twenty ten, something or other, twenty eighteen gold promo card. Uh, some people back when the game started were doing some physical cards like this, um, and I don't know if that's one of them or if that's one from the actual uh, set of, of physical cards that was in the Kickstarter. Um, I think that's one of the 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 first ones, you know, before the, before the physical set was printed. Um, but, uh, I think that's, that's what that one is. 
Uh, apparently that was for Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, oh, and that's on wax? Uh, that might be an image for uh, uh, a card that's been tokenif tokenified, NFT'd, or whatever, uh, onto the wax platform. I'm not 100% sure about that. Uh, you know, the NFTs is interesting, because uh, one of the other things Agrid said during the AMA was that he wants Splinterlands to evolve into a platform for games. And uh, he talked about, you know, Disney and, and whatever else. Uh, you know, creating collectibles and then creating games around that collectible, or around those, that set of collectibles, um, which, is, which is, I think is a great idea. And obviously with Hive Engine, you know, they have NFT Showroom right now, which is, which is selling NFT uh, art. And people are, you know, buying stuff. Uh, drink. <laughs> uh, this, uh, this is not cringe show, so <laughs> you're going to have to wait on that. I don't have any alcohol ready for me. I'm not even sure if I have any alcohol in the house, actually. Uh, you know, part of the problem with being cooped up most of the time is, you know, you drink your alcohol and then it's gone. So, uh, yeah, I should, should get to the store at some point. You know, when I was in Florida... I could get alcohol delivered uh, through Uber Eats and whatever. And in Georgia, you cannot because, you know, Bible thumping uh, regulations. In fact, it wasn't until very, it wasn't until recently that you could buy alcohol on Sundays at all. So, you know, part of the, uh, part of the differences of, of where people live, I guess. So, uh, so yeah, so creating collectibles for other games and, and creating games around those, creating collectibles for other, you know, media empires, let's say, and creating games around those collectibles, I think is a great idea. Uh, I would love to see, you know, this goes back to what I was, uh, what I've been saying in the past about a dedicated gaming blockchain. Uh, in Missouri, you can buy vodka, orange juice, and a cup of ice through the drive-through window. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've seen that. Uh, I've seen a couple of drive-throughs in Georgia, but I don't know if they sell to that level i think you can buy like packaged beer and stuff like that um so i you know anything that spurs adoption and spurs users and usage is a good thing so i'm i'm a fan of that kind of that kind of vision obviously there's a very long uh a very long road between here and there but uh i'm i'm a fan so First, we have to be able to readily, uh, you know, NFTize uh, or tokenize the our various cards onto the different blockchains. So right now, I, I believe we can do Wax. Uh, we know we can do um, uh, an ERC. What is it? ERC seventy one or you know whatever the Ethereum version is of uh, of NFTs. And I think there are more integrations that'll be coming over time. But, uh, you know, last time I looked at OpenSea was not, did not have a whole lot of volume. So let's take a look. OpenSea.io. And, uh, of course, we're going to have the game uh, credit people uh, that'll be integrated when they get their more, more development done. Um, let's see. Trading cards. Let's, come on. Let's see. Uh, is Splinterlands even on this list anymore? Well, that doesn't look great. Okay, let's try looking up here. Splinter. Ah, my computer is not happy. Here we go. 
so waiting waiting I think there's a service that delivers alcohol now uh, well it needs to be in Georgia is the thing <laughs> for, in order to be a benefit for me because yes I know there are ones in Florida that operate okay so here is the open sea market for Splinterlands cards and uh, can we see volume activity Uh, oh, here we go. So volume this week is zero, <laughs> which is not great. 10.57 total. And, you know, that, uh, I, that is, that is obviously not the place where Splinterlands buyers are. So hopefully, you know, the markets that are developing on EOS and WAX and all that kind of stuff will have more traction because that one is not doing it. Now, technically, this is wrapped Ethereum, but whatever. It's, it's the same kind of thing. So, yeah, let's, t let's compare that to hivespace.data, or hivedata.space. It's for Internet Statistics, which is Rafalski's site. And, uh, you know, he actually recently released the DCD version of the same kind of thing, which if you're a DCD player, you should check out. I am a fan, so let's just take a gander at the purchases here. Um, this is still selling at about, yeah, gas fees, exactly. So gas fees are, is interesting. So I have a bunch of Rune, and Rune has been, like, on fire recently. But then it dropped from, like, 60 cents to 40 cents, and I wanted to buy more. But then I was like, eh. By the time I transfer everything and go through the gas fees and everything, I'm going to lose like 10%, 15% of just to gas fees. And so I didn't do it, and that ruins up 20% today. So I was like, eh, I should have done it. It still would have come out ahead. But, you know, uh, gas fees is a major problem. Now, fortunately, on the Hive blockchain, we don't have gas fees. Uh, so, you know, that's one of the good things about the, the blockchain design. There are plenty of bad things, but that's, that's one of the good ones. Uh, you want to make transactions as easy as possible. Um, so, yeah, so here we have, we're still running at about 1,500 untamed packs a day. And how close are we to the next, to the next airdrop? Let's go to the shop. And, uh, yeah, by the way, that was Scaredy Cat who's saying there's a service that delivers alcohol now. Scaredy Cat has the show coming up next at the top of the hour. This is the Scaredy Cat investment show. Uh, let's see, we are 81,000 of the way to the next airdrop, which has not been announced yet. So usually they announce that somewhere about now, maybe at 90,000. Um, but uh, yeah, even at 1,500 a day, that's, that's not that many days. So let's just call it 19,000 divided by 1,500. So that's 12 days. So usually there's a run right at the end. Uh, Zaku tends to buy a ton. Uh, right at the end. So uh, you figure a week and then we'll we'll hit the next airdrop. So, you know, I'm looking forward to whatever that next drop is. My guess is that it's going to be my summoner design. That's been my guess for a while. I still have not had any confirmation about it. So <laughs> we'll see uh, how that goes. And if that is the case, I'm, I'm just very excited to see what the uh what the what the lore team came up with and what they ended up settling on for the uh abilities and whatnot because uh you know mine was 
uh, the more I think about it, the more I think it wasn't going to work. So I'm fully expecting some kind of edits, uh, but uh, we'll have to see what they are. Because uh, we have, um, the only ones we have remaining are Water and Earth, I believe. Because uh, we have we have Yodenzaku, we have Mimosa Nightshade, we have Chanceus, and so that leaves Water, Earth, and Dragon uh, for summoners. And then, you know, there's uh, another few airdrops after that, which will probably be, uh, which will probably be <laughs> a little bit, uh, uh, a little bit lower in power than legendary summoners, lower in market values as well. And sound waves, swoop is back. This show is better than Sean Hannity. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I find Hannity very annoying, um, but you know, he's obviously successful enough. And Biz is is uh, seven otters excited to to get the dragon summoner, <laughs> whatever it's going to be. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But uh, I'm expecting a post in the next few days about. Uh, whatever that next airdrop is going to be. So, uh, my my guess is that we're going to get water, then earth, then a bunch of other ones, just random, you know, non-legendary summoners, and then the very last one will be the dragon uh, summoner, Lutrina Otter Summoner. Sure, why not? <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, you know, orbs. The orbs page is still showing sold out. Uh, new mini set purchasable with only deck coming soon. Um, you know, they, obviously they're going to have to change the graphics here, change the title from orbs to, uh, to dice. And is it raining again? All right. So hopefully we don't lose any power. And let's see, let's see, we hit deck already. Uh, how much are orbs going for now? Let's take a look. Let's see if I can find them. Uh, hive market orb. Orbs are going for... 10k Gerber's got 10k eligible. I've not bought that many untamed packs. I have my Kickstarter packs, and then I bought like 300 more, so I've got like 3,000 total. Uh, no one has traded orbs, that is for sure. Hasn't moved at all uh, in the last week or so. Just kind of surprising. Um, you know, we'll have to we'll have to see how that evolves with dice. So, with uh, let's do a little quick math, which is always dangerous math. Uh, so we've got 300,000 uh, cards coming in the dice. So 300,000 times 5. And then, so that's 1.5 million. So then we got 1.5 million divided by 20. And so, I mean, on average, we're going to get, what, 75,000 of each? But that's going to be skewed based on the rarity levels. So uh, typically they're going to do uh, like, you know, four, three, two, one for, for types, but that does not add up to 20. So that is, uh, is that 10? So let's see, seven. Yeah, so that's 10. So it's probably going to be, um, it's probably instead of four, three, two, one, it's probably going to be, you know, eight, six, uh, four, two, right? So that's 14, 18, 20. So that does make sense. So if that's the case. Uh, let's do, so, so, uh, we got 1.5 million, 1, 2, 3, times, uh, what is it, 20% for the rares, then divided by 6, so that'd be 50,000 rare cards, okay, and then if they take 115, 
divided by 115. So we're looking at 434 max potential max rares of each type. This is this the master? Yeah, this is the master. You're lucky I didn't do it in a spreadsheet. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so call it. Let's just call it 400. Um, that is still a lot. Um, you know, even with a greater uh, number of cards and a, and you know greater number of players. You know, the the top levels. I don't think there's 400 max level players. Uh, let's take a look at the leaderboard and see who we have there. So I'm at 129, and that's obviously a max level. And uh, also, this commons are maxed at 400, unlike orbs were 505. That is true because the the untamed has fewer necessary uh, combines for for commons than than the uh, un, than the betas did. So uh, and orbs were on the beta schedule. So yeah, it's going to be a lot of cards, and I, unless you know some of them are just phenomenal, I don't expect a huge amount of, of, um, of you know valuation to them. So we'll see how it all shakes out. You know, I've, I'm, i I guess I'm a completionist. So I'm going to get at least one set, uh, but um, you know my my expectations for market value there are not terribly high. But, you know. Hopefully I'm surprised, and uh, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Um, anything that's new, though, I think will be good. And, but you know, like we saw with the new rewards cards, we'll see the prices spike up because very limited supply. Then as supply increases, the cards will will go down. So there might be some money to be made in flipping in the early period, while before everybody has them. Um, but uh, after that, I expect them to go to kind of normal uh, normal values. And yeah, still gets screwed up with 38 gold for comments. Yeah, it's it's a screwy thing. That is for sure. So let's take a look, quick look at promo prices. Okay, so if we look at everything except dragons and regulars, okay. So, Corrupted Pegasus is still top legendary. Uh, Halfling Alchemist is doing, is the top epic, which is good. And surprisingly, Undead Archer is the top rare by a decent margin. And the commons are just kind of not doing much. <laughs> so, you know, Armorsmith, you know, price has been fairly steady, even though uh, it's been out of print now for a little bit. Uh, yeah, Pegasus is great. I'm, I'm not saying anything bad about Pegasus. A, a lot of the Orbs cards are fantastic, so I'm, I'm a fan. But, you know, there's so many of them that the prices are not uh, reflecting any kind of rarity because everybody who wants one, you know, has been able to get one, basically. So that the... Um, so um, my point is that 300,000, I think, is still too many cards. Or too many, too many dice, I would say. And... You know, especially with the, the skew that you're going to get in the potions, because nobody's going to be using potions for anything else, then, um, you know, it's uh, it's just going to be oversupplied, I think. Um, you know, and that's, that's not even counting into the fact that, you know, I wanted to have an, an extra small supply to increase deck uniqueness. 
Um, so, too curious to saying not if you want growth. I'm not sure what you're applying to. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that is the story. So, so yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the artwork. I'm looking forward to the new cards. I just wish there were going to be less of them. That's, that's all I'm saying. Uh, so let's go back to, uh, where did my tad go? Where did it go? It's Hive Engine, Anchor. Oh, here we go. So not if you want growth, 300,000 cards being a lot. Well, okay, but I'm saying at the current point in time, you know? So yeah, if we get 50,000 players, then sure, 300,000 is not a lot. I agree with you. But, uh, you know, if we want, uh, you know, if we're talking about the current user base, I think there's, it's too many. Uh, so anyone know what percentage of orbs are still unopened? Uh, usually you can find that pretty easily. If we go to the information thing, it looks like 18,000 are still s circulating. And I believe that includes the amount held in the game. So <laughs> Gerber says 600 in my wallet. So whatever 18,000 of 200,000 is, so that's what, 9%? Are still unopened, so that is uh, quite uh, quite a chunk. Uh, yeah, nine percent unopened, ninety-one percent opened. Yes, that is that is the way it looks to me. And that is yeah, business <laughs> quick maths. That is what we got here. So we are coming up on the top of the hour, which means that this is the end of our journey together today. Uh, we covered a bunch of stuff. We talked about Guild Wars. We talked about land expansion. We talked about dice. Lots about dice. Collection power. Uh, potential boss fights. We got the NASCAR leagues or next card tournaments coming up. Uh, you know, Deck 404 is going to follow the uh, collection power developments. And I guess that's about it for today. And hopefully we'll see you next time. Uh, remember, same time, 4 o'clock Eastern, Tuesdays. And... Coming up next is Scaredy Cat with his Scaredy Cat Investor Show. Talk to you then. Mm -hmm.